You just got that new big box Vital Lacerda game. It's sitting in all its ENO tool glory on your table, taunting you with its giant box and gianter rulebook. You read through it and wonder, how the hell am I ever going to be able to explain this to anyone without both putting them to sleep and confusing the ever-loving crap out of them? I want to talk about exactly how to teach games in this episode's Gamecasters Adjacent. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and notes, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Teaching games is a very tricky part of the hobby, and one that, if done wrong, can really make life miserable for the people playing. So often I've played games with people teaching where I'm incredibly confused, not because the rules are difficult necessarily, but because the teacher was just all over the place and nothing was grounded. It's easy to screw up a teach because of one simple thing. People aren't in your brain. A lot of times when people teach, they forget this fact. They forget that the players who haven't played before know literally nothing about this, and they inadvertently expect them to, and that just leads to instant confusion. What I'm going to do in this episode is tell you the way I teach every single game. I follow a basic outline that I find really works for me. Before I get to the list, though, I want to talk about a few things to watch out for while teaching. Everyone knows about the rules yawn, the thing that happens to literally every human being while being taught a game. They instantly yawn. It's a thing, a phenomenon. Why? I don't know. Learning rules is inherently boring, and you know that when you start, you are just going to be listening to someone else talk for upwards to 30 minutes, sometimes longer, and your brain is like, okay, settle in, this is going to suck. So the purpose of this is to figure out ways to make teaching games not suck. First and foremost, the best way to make it not suck is to be crystal clear and not drone on about the same thing multiple times unless you really feel it's necessary. I've been a part of many teaches that were good, but too exhaustive, almost. Concepts repeated over and over and over that really only needed to be said once. So before I give you the list, try really hard to be as brief as possible while giving as much information as you can. Another thing to watch out for is terminology. I find it's way more helpful to refer to the deck of cards as the deck instead of R&D, like the game might call it. Is it a grand studious memorial chariot or is it the green wagon meeple? You're teaching the game. And so the first thing you want is for people to be confused as little as possible. As the game goes on, they're understanding how to play. Maybe reintroduce these little thematic elements if you wish. You also want to make sure you're touching the board or the components you're talking about a lot. If one action you can do is to take the wagon meeple and deliver goods from it to the fuel depot, while you're talking about that action, perform the action or pantomime it, at least so the players can put context to what you're doing. Next thing is do not teach a game directly from the rulebook. Never do this. Don't just read the rulebook to your players. You will lose them immediately, and you aren't really teaching this way. You're just reading and expecting the players to figure it out with you, and that's never a good idea. Also, I think it's a very bad idea to have everyone learn the game on their own beforehand. You want to have one person running the show so that you can all answer to that person. If everyone learns on their own, there's going to be many opportunities for ambiguities and arguments over how to interpret a rule, and also people might just miss things that others didn't during the teach, and so everyone isn't really starting on equal footing. It's just a way to muddle up the game. Have one person teach and make sure you're paying attention to and guiding the players all along at the same pace. All right, so here we go. This is the way I teach every single game, and I find that it works very well. Number one, what kind of game is this? You want to tell the players what kind of game it is. Here's an example. So this is a card drafting game, which means we're all going to start with a hand of cards, pick one, and then pass the rest of the player to your left. 
That simple. Just kind of tell them what the game is about. What are the mechanisms of the game about in a very, very high level kind of way? What am I getting myself into? It's like kind of the first thing I like to tell my players. Number two, how do you win and how does the game end? Example is the winner of the game will be the player who scores the most victory points by the end of the fifth round. Number three, how to achieve the victory condition. If the winner of the game is the person with the most victory points, tell the players how to gain those victory points. Example, like I said, the winner will be the player who scores the most points. You score points in many different ways. Collecting sets of flowers earn you points. Ascending upward on this temple track will score you points. Anywhere you see this lion head symbol, that means end of the game points. You also score points by resources you have left at the end of the game. We'll go through all these in more detail in a minute. Number four, what do you do on your turn? Now that the players know how to win, how long they have, and how to score points, they are ready to learn how to play. This prior information is essential as you just start telling them actions. If you do that with no other context, they won't understand why they're doing anything. And telling the how before the why is a mistake, I've found. Here's an example. On your turn, you're going to take all the cards you have in your hand, choose one, and play it to the table doing what the text on the card says. The cards will do things like move you up those temple tracks, which if you remember is one of the ways to get points. Others will get you resources. Others simply have flowers on them and do nothing else. But remember, you score points for groups of flowers at the end of the game. After you play your card and do what it says, you pass the rest of your cards to the player on your left. They will now choose one of the remaining cards to play, and it will go like that until everyone has played one card. That will end the round. And we will then draw five new cards, shift the first player, and do it all over again until the end of the fifth round, at which point we'll total up all our points and see who won. Number five, further explain the details. After the overview of how to play your turn, tell them what sorts of things they may find on the board or on their cards that they need to know to make informed decisions. If there's iconography, explain what that means. Basically, anything specific that the general overview didn't cover. An example of that is, okay, so let's say you have these five cards in your hand. You can see this icon here in the card is the flower icon, and it has a number next to it, and that's how many flowers there are. That's simple. I talked about that lion head symbol earlier. If you see that on your card and its mouth is open with a number, that means you will have to feed it that many cards for it to activate and score. And feeding it just means you tuck another card underneath that card. So if I have a lion head open mouth with a three, I need to tuck three cards underneath it throughout the game. And then only then will I score the 15 points. Number six, questions. Hopefully, if you've done your job right, the players don't have many questions to ask at all, which is usually how I measure how well I did teaching the game. If people are asking tons of questions, then I know I messed up somewhere and wasn't as exhaustive as I could have been. But regardless of how good or bad you are, there will always be some questions, especially if the game is longer, as people just forget stuff no matter how well you taught it. So it's good to ask. People are probably going to interject this throughout the teach, but it's good to kind of ask at the end. Like, okay, what do you guys have? You know, what kind of questions you got? What did I say that kind of confused you that you didn't get to say? I found that this method works for teaching literally every game I've ever played. And it seems to always go a very long way into making sure people have the best, smoothest time playing the game. So to reiterate, what kind of game is it? How do you win? How does it end? How do you achieve the victory condition? What do you do on your turn? further explain the details, and then open it up to questions. Keep it simple. Do a lot of pantomiming, touching the components you're talking about. Don't ever teach directly from the rule book. Use very simplistic terminology and don't make your players learn the game on their own before they come over. Let me know what you think about this in the Discord. How do you teach games? Is there anything I missed in here that you can think of? What works for you? What doesn't? I would love to hear about it. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Ryan, and you have been listening to another Gamecasters Adjacent. Good night. Thank you.